Happy Friday to everyone as you are live on the hottest show on the streets, the number one forum for Crimson Tide football news from Birmingham. That being in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, and I am thrilled to have all of you tuned in to the network, to the show on tonight. Got a lot to get to, a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about. The Senior Bowl week of practice has been phenomenal. Mac Jones has put on a show. Everybody's talking about that young man. We'll definitely dive into that. But as always, like, like I said, bringing you the show from Birmingham, streaming to you the show through YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead and give a thumbs up on the show right now. Like the show up. Be sure to turn all of those notifications on and uh, so that you can have the best in news, notes, and analysis here on your favorite program, that the Alabama Crimson Tide. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. The show brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and get you that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, showing that support to Coach Saban. The University of Alabama and the student athletes in the tradition of owning and or dominating the fourth quarter. Check them out. We own the fourth We're bringing you the show also via Facebook and Twitter. So all forms of social media got you squared away. YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. No excuse for you not to be tuned in, locked on to the number one form of Bama football news in my own words right here. Got the man John Ivor in the building, the producer extraordinaire in the studio doing the ones and twos as he always does here when we provide to you the information that is Alabama football. Got a great show prepared for you guys today. Later on in the show, we'll be joined live by a good friend of mine, Cole Thompson, NFL writer for Fansided.com. Thompson also does some freelance work in terms of the NFL draft, so he's coming on to discuss the Alabama alums in the Senior Bowl, who really caught his attention, who made the most money for themselves, and where does he see a lot of these guys for Bama falling in the upcoming draft venue coming up here in April. But also, Tide Nation, got to remind you that Daily Gold for the Super Chat, $75, that Daily Gold for the Super Chats, helping us out here at TDA, and you guys have been outstanding helping us out in the Super Chats. We appreciate the love, the support, all that you do. Continue making us your show for Bama football. And speaking of Super Chats, Jimmy Clay already starting us off with that $50. Bada bang, Jimmy Clay ain't wasting no time whatsoever. And also, our own Jimmy Clay has become a member the TDA YouTube channel. As you can see, his name has been up in green. So Jimmy Clay has become a member and also Roll Tide and Rise Up has become a member as well. So you know what to do. If you want to be a member here at the TDA, you hit that join button, $2.99 a month. $2.99 a month. Hit that join Hit that join button on the YouTube uh, site there or also you can check out the link in the description to become a member to our channel, being a part of that TDA membership, that TDA roster. But you can be a part of the show tonight and we want you to let your voices be heard by calling 205-448-1358, the number to call in to give your opinion, give your take, give your thought here on tonight's show. Once again, the number 205 205- 
205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. Well, pen has been put to paper. The finalization of Robert Gillespie to be the running backs coach for the Crimson Tide. That is done. Press release came out on today. The 41-year-old comes over from North Carolina to be the running backs coach for the Crimson Tide. He's got SEC ties playing running back for the Florida Gators from 1998 to 2001 under Steve Spurrier. He's coached at North Carolina. He's coached at South Carolina. He's coached at Tennessee. He's coached at Oklahoma State and West Virginia. And now he has made his way to the Crimson Tide. So really looking forward to seeing what Coach Gillespie will be able to do with these running backs so the final name here of the Crimson Tide looks to have finalized soon via press release would be one Jay Graham, who is expected to join the Tide's coaching staff as a tight ends coach slash special teams coordinator. So Coach Saban continuing to get that job done on his coaching staff, finalizing those names there. But... Beginning now, the first topic of conversation for tonight, and it goes to one Mac Jones, Mac 10, the quarterback of the Crimson Tide, who delivered this program to a national championship for the college football playoff this past season. Everybody is talking about him at the Senior Bowl down there in Mobile because the young man, the native of Jacksonville, Florida, has put on an absolute show. Everybody from uh, Todd McShay to Mel Kuyper to Bucky Brooks to Daniel Jeremiah to Matt Miller to Lewis Reddick, any, every, anybody who every, anybody who is everybody, everybody when you look at draft pundits, experts, analysts, scouts, talent evaluators, everybody's talking about the job that Jones has done here in Mobile. And when he came in this week, the idea was maybe he would be fringe first rounder, borderline first rounder, maybe possibly the fifth quarterback taken here in the draft. But what he has done at Hancock Whitney Stadium this week, he has gone from maybe a fringe first rounder to he's a concrete, solid first round pick. He has gone from maybe being the fifth quarterback taken to, to me, he's the second best quarterback in this draft behind Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. Now, people have become infatuated by the dual-threat quarterbacks, the guys that are mobile, the guys that can move. So therein lies Justin Fields. He may get taken before Mac, but to me, Mac has shown he is the second-best quarterback in this draft, has put on an absolute show. The accuracy, the leadership, the touch, the ability to run the huddle, command the huddle, make all the throws in the field. He has had the chemistry with all the receivers receivers on the field, whether it's Amari Rogers of Clemson, Kadarius Tony of Florida, Trayvon Grimes of Florida, doesn't matter who Jim Nagy and the senior bowl has put out there in front of Mac. Mac has been able to get the ball to all of these guys. He has put on a show. He has looked fantastic. So first topic right here, we're going to dive into my five fits, my five top landing spots, the best possible landing spots here for Jones when you look at him being selected here in this upcoming draft in April. So my five fits here. There are, there are 11 teams that have quarterback listed as a need. That's one third of the league here. And while he has met with 
the New England Patriots, the Houston Texans, and the New Orleans Saints. Here are my five fits here for Max. So starting off here from five to one, at number five, the Atlanta Falcons. Really would love to see Mac Jones in Atlanta and do too. You know, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. You put him behind Matt Ryan, let him study behind him for about two to three years and then turn Mac Jones loose. But you look at what Jones would get in the Falcons. You've got a running back in Todd Gurley who still got some years left in him and a lot of years left in him. you got Julio Jones, a wide receiver. Could you imagine Mac Jones throwing the football to Julio? Could you picture it happening? Could you see it happening? I can. It would be wonderful to see that unfold. But you also have Calvin Ridley. Another wide receiver, Mac Jones, Calvin Ridley played with each other at Alabama 2017. Then there's Russell Gage at wide receiver. You got Laquan Treadwell at wide receiver. And then Hayden Hurst, a really good tight end. The Falcons have cleaned house, a brand new head coach. He's bringing in hit, he's brought his staff in to Atlanta. This would be a really good move here for the Falcons. I know. A lot of draft analysts out there, they've got the, the, they got the franchise looking more so toward uh, uh, Zach Wilson, the young man from BYU, and Zach Wilson's good, but Mac Jones has done this at Alabama. He's done this bigger program, tougher, comp- tougher competition, harder schedule, more so quality opponents, and what Jones was able to do this past season, 45 4,500 passing yards, single-season score record, 41 touchdowns, one of two quarterbacks in the Nick Saban era to toss for at least 40 touchdown passes, be a consensus All-American, a Heisman finalist, National Quarterback of the Year. Mac Jones did a lot for the Crimson Tide this past season. And if you put him with the Dirty Birds, you put him in Atlanta, could be a really sexy move here. That franchise number five fit would be the Atlanta Falcons. Going on down to number four here for me, give me the Carolina Panthers here. And Mac has been coached by Matt Rule, the head coach of the Panthers, who's also running the American team down there at the Senior Bowl. And Coach Rule referred to Mac as an alpha, as an alpha quarterback, an alpha man, a leader, somebody of whom has really done an outstanding job at not just getting the ball to the playmakers at the Senior Bowl, but his leadership in the huddle, his ability to process information, his high IQ. And even though people come at him for his mobility, saying that, well, Mac's not mobile enough, he doesn't wow you with his feet, he doesn't wow you with his legs, Coach Rule talked about it, Mac is mobile enough for me. He moves well within the pocket, he's able to slide, he can break contain if he needs to. Mac's mobility looking really good to me and that's coach rule here for the Panthers and much like Atlanta the Panthers they've got weapons Christian McCaffrey at running back comes back you've got Robbie Anderson at wide receiver there's Pharaoh Cooper the alum of South Carolina at wide receiver DJ Moore at wide receiver Curtis Samuel out of the Ohio State Buckeyes at wide receiver so Carolina's got weapons. They've got talent that it could put around Mac. And on top of that, if it's able to bring back Joe Brady, Coach Brady has been interviewing for other head coaching jobs in the NFL. If Joe Brady comes back, we saw what he did with one year with Joe Burrow at LSU, making him a household name, a star. 
Mac Jones had the Joe Burrow-esque uh, of a year this past season. Carolina with the number eight overall pick could be very possible there. The third option here for Mac Jones to me, the New Orleans Saints putting him with Sean Payton. You want to talk about happy day? This is the final year of Drew Brees. He's retired after this season. You get a Mac Jones in here to work with the Sean Payton. Could be a really big deal there. You got a Mar you got Alvin Kamara at running back already. Michael Thomas at wide receiver. Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver. Trey Quan Smith at wide receiver. Lil Jordan Humphrey, the pride of Texas Longhorns at wide receiver. New Orleans has got weapons. It's a dome stadium, so control weather, control climate. Would love to see Mac. With the New Orleans Saints, they got the number 28 overall pick as we speak here. At number two, we move, we move on down to the West Coast, the Bay Area, the San Francisco 49ers. The closest system that Mac worked with that, that comes close to what he had in Alabama with, of course, Steve Sarkeesian would be the San Francisco 49ers under Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. At the running back position here, the 49ers, you got Raheem Mostert, um, uh, Raheem Mostert at running back. You got Tevin Coleman at running back behind him. You got Jarek McKinnon at the running back position as well. The 49ers rotate backs at receiver. They're in lies Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. He's a stud. And then George Kittle at tight end. Would really like to see Mac there at San Fran. The 49ers have the number 12 overall pick here. And if they don't pursue getting Deshaun Watson in the free agent in the free agent market, I would like not the free agent market, but Deshaun Watson request a trade. If it doesn't get Deshaun Watson, I would like to see the 49ers go after Mac Jones. And then last but not least here, the number one best fit for me, the Indianapolis Colts. I've wrestled with this. I have fought with this, but I really like ending. And why Indy's got everything Taylor made for Mac. You got the running back in Jonathan Taylor. You got another good back in Naheem Himes. When you discuss T.Y. Hilton, a lot of people thought he was done. He resurged last season at wide receiver. Zach Pascal is a really good young talent. You got Michael Pittman Jr. from your drafted out of USC. Mo Alley Cox is a good tight end. Jack Doyle, a good tight end. Trey Burton, a good tight end. And plus, Indy's got the number three offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. When you talk Ryan Kelly at center, Quentin Nelson at guard, and Brayton Smith at guard. So those be my top five spots here. Five Atlanta, four Carolina, three New Orleans, two San Francisco, and number one, the Indianapolis Colts. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we get to your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your super chats, your ideas. The question of the day, Bamination, who do you see? Who do you feel like will win the second cornerback spot opposite Josh Job for the Crimson Tide for next season? But we talk to you, the Bamination, after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. 
sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. As we are back in, folks, from the break on the hottest show on the streets here on a Friday, TGIF edition of the show in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We got to give a shout out to Jimmy the Batman Clay, who once again by himself has fulfilled that Super Chat Daily Goal. Jimmy Clay jumping in here, another $25 for the Super Chats. And then right behind Jimmy Batman Clay, Roll Tide and Rise Up said, hold on, y'all, hold on, y'all, hold on, y'all. I got to get in on this. So Roll Tide and Rise Up said, let me smooth my way in here and drop my $25 in this hat. So we appreciate Roll Tide and Rise Up and Jimmy Batman Clay. But wait a minute now, hold on now. Senator the Pimp Man Hines. Senator Hines is coming here with his $5 Viva Super Chats as well. So we appreciate the love coming from everybody tonight. Jimmy Clay, Roll Tide and Rise Up, and Senator Hines dropping the love into the TDA hat. We appreciate you guys stepping up, showing up, showing out, being the great, passionate fans that you are, not just for Alabama football, but for Touchdown Alabama Magazine as well. But... Right now here, call segment time, 205-448-1358. The number two, call in to let your voice be heard on the show. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. And as you're getting your thoughts in here right now, call question of the day. For you, the Alabama Nation, who do you feel like? Who do you want to win the cornerback spot opposite Josh Job for next season? Started in spring, but for next season. Who do you see? Who do you want to win the cornerback job opposite Josh Job for the Crimson Tide? And Alabama's got a lot of guys fighting for this position and discussing the likes of Marcus Banks, Jalen Armour Davis, Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry, Kyrie Jackson, Ronald Williams Jr. You even have guys like Jaquez Robinson who came into that 2020 class at that corner spot as well. So quite a few names here that are going to be battling it out, duking it out for the final cornerback spot here opposite Josh Joe. But as a fan, as an Alabama fan, who do you want to see Take that job. Got to shout out Senator Hines again, baby. Senator the Pimp Man Hines dropping in that $20 donation. Viva Super Chats, you guys are doing it today. Y'all are doing it. Y'all are doing it. So proud of you guys showing us that support. When we take our first call here tonight, 205-448-1358. And our first call comes from one Senator Hines. My man, what's going on tonight? What's going on, Steven? I'm a little calm tonight. You know, it's Friday. It's 
chill time. You know, we national champs. We just letting the off season unfold and hiring big name coaches and stuff like that. You know, doing the normal Alabama Crimson Tide roll tide off season script. You know how we do, man. How you been doing though? Man, I, I, I'm good, man. Doing well, D- doing great. I mean, I mean, like you mentioned, Alabama has. Bama's bringing in some new coaches. We got Bill O'Brien in here for offensive coordinator. Doug Marone in here, offensive line coach. Robert Gillespie has been finalized as the running backs coach. And now we wait on Jay Graham to get his pen to paper to be the uh, tight ends coach slash special teams coordinator. Just, uh, uh, as always, an experienced staff, man. You look at all that experience coming across, um, the the coming over to our staff that's that's gonna be that's gonna do numbers. Um, especially with us losing so many um guys on both sides of the ball, key guys, um, and a lot of promising talent following up. Um, we're gonna see. I, I believe we're gonna see a, a another curve to the development side of what Alabama does differently from everybody else in the nation. And I think that's where people miss it. Um, when they talk about Alabama football. It's not necessarily the talent that we're bringing in, but it's the development curve, how quickly and fast we develop guys in their roles, in their positions. And even guys that come in as athletes like um, Kool-Aid coming in, you know, we saw his offensive talent and we see his potential for defense. And just think he gets to come in and work with all that experience on the defensive side for, you know, to to develop into a cornerback. You know, um, that's going to be nice. And I see you were talking about, who we would like to see across from Josh Job. Um, but honestly, Steven, I think Josh Job is going to have some competition for his position um, going into the Good spring. point. Good point. Uh, that young talent behind him, plus you got uh, Ronald um, Ronald Williams, the, the Juco transfer um, that really couldn't play this year. He started this season off injured. Um, but I watched film of all the guys that you mentioned. Marcus Banks, you know, uh, he's a little shaky, but he's just so physical, just like Joe. And he's got a little bit more of a vertical feeling than um, than Joe, based off what some of the film I've seen. And then just, I mean, you got McKinstry, you got um, uh, Armour Davis, who really hasn't had his shot for real. Uh, who knows? He might wake up this year. He might be, you know, that that third year guy. You know, that third year blossom. So, um, me personally, I, I think. Uh, Ronald uh, uh, Williams is is going to be the front runner for one of the starters, and um, like I said, Joe uh, uh, Armor Davis, and even um, what's my guy's name? Um, the guy that signed with the class last year, um, Robinson. What's his name? Robinson, Jacquees Robinson. I mean, he was getting some reps, you know, in in the last couple games of last season. You know, um, wasn't able to make big plays but him getting reps that late in the season is a good sign for him looking forward to the future and so I, I like I said I think Joe gets challenged um I don't think he has that that spot on lock I think he just came into this year with more experience than everybody else behind him on um, that kind of gave him the leg up um to hold down that corner spot and um which also benefited Malachi Moore you know being able to go into that nickel spot and be that hybrid guy that he is so uh, we're deep back there. That's all that matters to me, honestly. We deep that corner. Um, we're going to need it uh, with so many questions um, in in that in that area of our defense. 
But that's all I got today, Steve. And uh, appreciate you taking my call again, man. I've been so busy. Now before now before you hang up now, before you hang up, oh, that Senator, I, w I want you to do this because if you look at the if you look at the, the the YouTube chat line here, you got so many names so far. Whether it's Gucci Tide, Jimmy Clay, Roe Tide, and Rise Up, all of those names were in green because those guys are members to the TDA roster. I want you, Senator, to make yourself a member of that TDA roster. All you gotta do, you pay that two ninety nine a month, you click that join button on the YouTube channel, or you check out the link there in the description. But Senator, make yourself a member, man. You gotta do it now. Look, look, Stephen, you 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 talking, and I'm and I'm and I'm clicking. You talking and I'm clicking. I'm I'm in there, Steven. I'm in there. <laughs> okay, he's in there there. So Senator Senator Haas has become a member know. now. You already know. Yeah, I'm mad I've been missing the shows and ain't been able to see this because I would have been number one on the roster. You know, I'm trying to be the team captain around here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, shout out to my Blue Wrench gang too, man. Y'all boys, y'all boys, man. Y'all be turning up in here. I love I love my TDA fam, man. Appreciate that call that coming from Senator Hines starting us off here on a Friday. We got more Super Chat love here. Je Somebody post some water on Jimmy Clay. That man hot, man. Jimmy, another $20 in the Super Chats from him. And then Gucci Tide rolls in here with $20 to his own credit. Y'all give yourselves a hand, man. Appreciate the love, the support, the, uh, the, the respect from everybody, man. Showing up and showing out on a Friday, obliterating the, uh, the Super Chat Daily goal here at $75. Appreciate all the fans stepping up and doing their thing here, putting the love in the TDA hat, as Wagner would say. So thanks to Gucci Ty and Jimmy Badman Big Money Clay once again. But if I had to answer the question of the day, who takes the cornerback spot opposite Josh Job? I do agree with what Senator Hines had said, that, that, that uh, Job still has to kind of prove himself even more because he was guilty a lot of the defensive holding and defensive pass interference, but I, feel, but I still feel like Job has a chance to get better and be better. But to me, I want to see what – I want to see what Marcus Banks does. I, I want to see what Marcus Banks does. He came in highly recruited. He's got some ability to him. I want to see what he does. But at the same time, I love the height of Kyrie Jackson, the brother 6'4". I love the height of Kyrie Jackson. I like the ability that Ronald Williams could give. This is going to be really interesting. And that's another reason why we need spring football because we got to see this unfold at that position, that cornerback spot. But before we take our next break here, Willie Beeman, my man Willie Beeman, has just become a member. Willie the two-step Beeman has gotten in here. So appreciate Willie Beeman there becoming a, t becoming a member of that TDA roster. We take our break right now. But when we get back, we will sit down with my man Cole Thompson, an NFL writer for fansided.com. He covers the Senior Bowl. He covers the NFL Draft. He's going to talk about which Bama alum made the most money at the Senior Bowl and where could these potential Bama alums fall in the NFL Draft. We'll talk with my man Cole Thompson after this. You 
know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we are back into the action here, folks, from the break. How to show on the streets. Number one form for Bama football news on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And our guest tonight, folks, we got a triple threat in the building. We got one of my good friends, best friends, went to school with this brother right here. This guy right here is an NFL writer for fansided.com. Covers the NFL draft, covers the senior bowl, anything pro football. This this guy's got you covered right here, and it's the man, the myth, the bona fide legend, and we got him virtually. We got him virtually right now. My man, Cole Thompson. Cole, what's going on, brother? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to be able to follow that kind of background, man. That was fantastic. I'm more than excited to be on the show. I'm more excited to be talking to you again. It's been a hot minute since I've seen you. It's been a hot minute since we've caught up. But one thing that was never dropped is our love for Alabama football and the process of what it comes from to watch these players make the jump to the NFL level and go from being a bona fide potential first-round pick to eventually a top-ten selection. Absolutely. We got Cole Thompson here joining us virtually here, people, on the In My Own Words Hotline. My man, Cole Thompson, NFL writer for Fansided.com. Does some NFL draft freelance work. This guy knows to draft my version of Mel Kuyper Jr., Cole Thompson right here. So, Cole, Senior Bowl this week, it's been crazy in Mobile. You know, Mac Jones entered the Senior Bowl. Many people felt like fringe first-rounder, maybe the fifth quarterback taken off the board. But he has been on fire this week. Everybody's talking about him. His name is trending everywhere. Every scout, every talent developer, every pundit, every NFL draft expert. It's been Mac Jones nonstop this entire week. So in your mind, how much money has he made in your mind? Where does he stand to you in terms of, at this point, becoming a concrete, solidified first-rounder? Where do you think he goes in this draft? So let's just bring that down into multiple parts. First-rounder, he's 100% in. I, I have no doubt at this point that the way that the NFL world is working and the way that teams are so prominent of trying to find their next great man under center, he is going to be a name that definitely has earned the right to be in that first-round conversation. Where does he fall? 
difficult question because it really is all based off the dominoes who fall ahead of him. I think everyone at this point knows that Trevor Lawrence will be the number one overall pick. And if he's not the number one pick, he's going to be offered a high-end demand for that number two selection. But I think everyone at this point is pretty positive that he's going to be the guy taking number one. And after that, you really can start having that debate. Who's number two? Who's number three? Who's number four? Who's number five? Is number two Zach Wilson from BYU. He's more of a mobile guy who stands in the pocket, big-time arm, fits kind of that Robert Sala, Mike um, LaFleur defense that was kind of ran out in San Francisco. They have the number two pick. What about Justin Fields? Where does he go? Dual threat option, big frame, good arm, good awareness, but is a turnover machine at times. So you worry about that. Then you have a guy like Trey Lance. This is the ultimate jack of wild card selections. He played one game this year against Central Arkansas, and he actually struggled in that FCS game, and he didn't get a chance to go down to Mobile like Mac Jones. He didn't have a chance to go to all these other pro days like other players will. He also, we're not sure what the NFL uh, combine right now, how everything's going to pan out with that. Is it going to be a tape that's sent in? Is it going to be his own work ethic from you know meeting with scouts, meeting with personnel members? So that's really the wild card pick. And then Mac Jones falls right in that conversation. So to me, I personally think that he's going to fall somewhere in that 19 to 21 range where the Washington football team and the Detroit, uh, not the Detroit Lions, the, the Indianapolis culture picking. The biggest thing that I look at with these two teams is they both are comparatively in the conversation for Matthew Stafford right now. But according to everyone that I've spoken to today, Matthew Stafford seems to be a likely destination to go out west to the San Francisco 49ers, which then means Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get moved, I think, probably back to New England personally to go with Bill Belichick. So that 15th pick, I think, could be moved back. I don't think that you're going to see a team like San Francisco give up a first-round pick to give up Jimmy Garoppolo. But if he's gone at 15, then if Jimmy Garoppolo is at 15 to New England— then you have to look at where this the rest of the draft falls. Washington needs a quarterback really badly. Uh, Indianapolis, I think, is the best location for him because of they have the offensive line. They have the weapons. They have a defense that's going to be able to take the pressure off him. And the biggest thing of all, that I don't think a lot of people realize, one of the best reasons why Ryan Tannehill was so good this past season for Tennessee was because he had a great run game in Derrick Henry. But also the reason why Derrick Henry had such a dominant season was because he could trust Ryan Tannehill. You already have that with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is an up-and-coming running back from Wisconsin. He finished top 10 at rushing during his rookie year. I think that's a really good spot for him. I think Frank Reich would work immensely well with him, and they just hired a new offensive coordinator who worked with their quarterbacks coach last year, and he was very essential in bringing Phillip Rivers back to what he was. So I personally think that if Indianapolis is on the board at 21, they should take Mac Jones. If he is, uh, If they don't go with him, I think New Orleans is going to be where he ends up landing, or somebody's going to trade back up into the first round to get him. Carolina really likes him from what I've been told, but I'm not sure he's a top 10 pick just yet. But if Carolina maybe moves back, say to like 12 or 14 or something like that, I 100% think Matt Jones is in play. But right now, I would say Indianapolis. Cole Thompson going with the Indianapolis Colts with the 21st overall pick that could potentially take Mac Jones of Alabama, but the young man having a tremendous, tremendous showing here at the Senior Bowl down there in Mobile. We got Cole Thompson, NFL writer for Fansided.com, does some NFL draft freelance work as well here on the show. So, Cole, we look now at Najee Harris, of whom Najee 
his agent did not want him to to participate in the senior bowl practices. He goes against his agent. He goes down to Mobile. He has a great week of practice, will not play in the game due to kind of being bothered there by an ankle. Is there a possibility, because Miami Dolphin fans feel like we can get Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. Is there a situation where Najee could end up in Miami? Where does Najee go here? No, okay. Right now, I would say Miami. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is Jim Nagy, the senior director of the Senior Bowl, is very smart and he's very, very keen of looking at teams who are coming down to Mobile to be the head coaches. The biggest uh, weakness last season for Miami was their run game. In fact, all the running backs combined for Miami had fewer touchdowns and I think only a hundred more yards than Najee Harris did for Alabama, and they had the 16 games to do that. Najee had 10. That's like kind of the difference maker that I make here. But also, Najee is a very good weapon out of the backfield with his hands. You and I both know this. I think everyone remembers that South Carolina game. But look at what he did against Notre Dame. Look at what he did against Ohio State. Look at what he can bring as a number three weapon out of the backfield. I really like also the fit for him. That kind of ground and pound where you run it on third and short, and then you use the running back out of the backfield as a weapon. That's really what I think Tua Tagovailoa needs. That's what I think the Miami Dolphins need because they don't really have a true bona fide number one receiver. And if they do keep that number three pick, I do believe it will be either Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase out of LSU as that selection, which then turns the attention to 18. I am a proponent of never taking a running back in the first round if he's not worthy. But Najee Harris is worthy. Now, is he worthy of a top 20 pick? The first thing I would do is I would go out and try to see if there's a team out there that wants to move up and jump guys like the Chicago Bears or the Washington football team to go get a quarterback. If you can get that deal, I think 100% you take that, move back a little bit, gain probably a third or fourth round pick, and then take Najee Harris wherever that is. Maybe that's 23. Maybe that's 25. He still, I think, will be on the board. But I think at this point, you look at what Brian Flores has done you look at what the offense is missing. You look at what they're trying to do to make Tua Tagovailoa the 100% franchise quarterback moving forward. Najee Harris, Devonta Smith, both make a ton of sense. They both are at positions of needs. The question is, will Chris Greer pull the trigger at 18? Can he possibly move back just a little bit to let a team like maybe Pittsburgh jump up, get their quarterback of the future in a guy like Mac Jones, and then sit and wait potentially for Najee to fall to them at 24. Either way, I think Najee Harris is a front runner for the Dolphins. The other team that I would really be interesting in is the team I just mentioned, Pittsburgh. If you're going to have Ben Roethlisberger and a depleted offensive line, you have got to trust the run game. They ranked dead last in rushing this year. They have got to find a run game. Najee Harris immediately boosts that up. And if Dwayne Haskins is supposedly in the running for the future, you already know what he is. You need a run game. Najee Harris brings you that run game. So I will say Miami for right now because of he, they have the most film on him. They've worked with him. They've spent the most time with him. But I'd keep a close eye on Pittsburgh too, especially if he starts dropping in that 20 range. So, Cole, you, you, bring, you bring up Devontae Smith now. So he, he, here's the thing. You have a lot of mock drafts out there saying Devontae Smith number two to the Jets or Smitty number three to the Dolphins, or even Smitty number six to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Miami Dolphins, they've said, we've, we've committed to Tua. Tua's our guy. They've already answered part one of that commitment by 
bringing in Charlie Fry to us coach at the Elite 11 competition back in 2016. Do they continue that commitment by taking Smitty at number three overall? People have hit him about his size, but Brian Flores has talked about it. I don't care about his size. He can play ball. He can play ball. Does Miami continue that commitment to Tua by putting him and Devontae Smith back together and having those two run that thing back like they had in Alabama? Yes, if they keep Tua. That's the biggest question mark right now. Everyone knows the Deshaun Watson situation going on and how Deshaun Watson has officially declared he would like out of Houston. He's officially requested a trade from the team, and the top two teams, from what I've been told from people, are the New York Jets, and they are the Miami Dolphins. Now, what would it cost to get to a, uh, to get to Sean Watson in the building? Well, for starters, Tua Tagovailoa needs to go to Houston. That would be the number one deal, it, more than likely, in my personal opinion. After that, how many more first-round picks are you going to give up? So let's just say that does happen, and Tua Tagovailoa comes to NRG Stadium, and Sean Watson goes out to Miami, but Houston gets that number three pick. They're going to use it on an offensive tackle. They have got to get a better offensive line for uh, for Tiger Vailoa, just like they were going to plan on doing it for Deshaun Watson. This was a team that ranked 29th in sacks allowed last season and in three years with Deshaun Watson as a full-time starter. They have not been higher than 25th in sacks allowed, including the season where he tore his ACL in 2017. They ranked dead last with the most sacks given up that year, followed by even more sacks the next year. I think only one team was worse than them that year. You're going to go ahead and build the offensive line. But if they do stay in Miami together, yes, I do believe Smitty is the pick. Smitty is exactly what you want in a number one receiver. Good size, good length, good speed. Really, really, really good after the catch as well. A pristine route runner, something that he's always been known for, and reliable hands. The biggest thing is a lot of people are like, well, why is Smitty so much better than Jamar Chase? In my opinion, he's not. It, they, they both kind of grayed out for me, neck and neck with each other. On my big board right now, I'd probably have Devontae number eight and Jamar number nine because that's how close they are. But one is more so that flexible kind of route running machine, definitely going to be great after the catch. Someone who's going to keep the chains moving, the other is going to be a huge red zone threat, touchdown machine, and Chase we saw what he did a year ago for LSU, winning the Bolitnikov Award. Smitty backed it up this year. You really can't go wrong with either one. But if two is the guy, they have to build around two with people he's comfortable with. That starts with getting Devonta Smith at number three. He's Cole Thompson, ladies and gentlemen, joining us live virtually here, breaking down the Crimson Tide in the Senior Bowl. And where could he see these Alabama alums headed at in the draft? Cole Thompson, a, a NFL writer for Fansided.com, also does some NFL draft freelance work. Cole, my man, it's great to see you again. It's great to catch back up with you. We will meet up soon, but you stay, you take care, man. Stay safe. Be good out there and be good to Houston, man. Thanks, Stephen. Roll Tide. Appreciate Cole Thompson coming on here, NFL writer for Fansided.com, breaking down the Crimson Tide at the Senior Bowl, among other things. We take our next break here on the show. But when we get back, we get back to the phone lines to have a dialogue with you, the Crimson Tide fan base, right after this. 
Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth quarter.com it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth quarter.com get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We are back in, folks, back in from the break on the number one ticket here for Crimson Tide Football News in my own words. With yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday. Once again, appreciate my man Cole Thompson, Mr. Cole Thompson, NFL writer for Fansided.com, also does some NFL draft freelance work. My man, that is my version of Mel Kiper Jr. Did an awesome job there in that last segment, breaking down the Crimson Tide uh, alums in the senior bowl and where he could see these potential guys, where these guys potentially headed in the upcoming draft here in April. But we get back to you, the Tide fans, 205-448-1358. The number I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 205- 448-1358 as you're getting your thoughts together here. We got our next topic of conversation, that being one, Carl Scott. The rumors, the reports going on, Carl Scott, Alabama's cornerbacks coach, has become the primary target, the big target to potentially maybe join Michael Loxley at the University of Maryland as the defensive coordinator for the Terrapins. That's the news right now. That's the rumblings going on right now. Will Carl Scott join Coach Locks at Maryland as the defensive coordinator? Coach Locks and Coach Scott were both at Alabama in 2018. It was Coach Locks' third year with the program, Coach Scott's first year. Now, if this is to happen, if Carl Scott does join Locks at Maryland, if this happens, the number one name – if I'm Coach Saban, I'm dialing is Derek Ansley. I'm bringing Derek Ansley back to Tuscaloosa. If I lose Carl Scott, I'm bringing Ansley back home. And the reason why I'm bringing Ansley back home is if you remember when Alabama moved or graduated from uh, Mel Tucker after the 2015 season, it brought in Derek Ansley to coach the defensive backs. And all Ansley did in two years, 2016 and 2017, he got the Alabama DBs to get 23 interceptions 
five of those returned for touchdowns and 81 pass breakups. Let me repeat those numbers one more time for the little old lady in the back. In the two years where Derek Ansley was at Alabama coaching DBs, the secondary, 2016 and 2017, the secondary, 23 interceptions, five of those returned for touchdowns, and 81 pass breakups. So if I'm Coach Saban, and if you cannot hold on to Carl Scott, I'm hoping that Alabama does, because he's a stomp down, excellent recruiter, great coach also. But if you can't hold on to Coach Scott, and he joins Coach Locks at Maryland, the name that I'm calling, if I'm Coach Saban, is Derek Ansley. Bring him back home. Now, it depends on was he deeply involved in the situation going on at Tennessee. If he was not deeply involved in the situation, pick up the phone, call Coach Ansley, bring him back to, to bring him back to Titletown because he was a big deal for the Crimson Tide in those two years, 2016 and 2017, helping the Tide win a national championship in the 2017 season. Guys, shout out the man, Randy Harris. Hello. Randy Harris dropping in that $5 donation. Be the Super Chats. Appreciate that love coming from Randy Harris. And hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. Jimmy Batman Clay at it again in his bag. Another $25 donation coming in from one Jimmy Clay. Man, I, I got to clap it up for Jimmy one time, man. I got to clap it up for Jimmy one time. I mean, Jimmy Clay doing it today. We got to take a phone call right now. You are live on the show. What's going on tonight? And we're going on, Stephen the Young Sway from Donna Bay. We got Sway! Sway, what's going on, Sway? Man, I get cooler, man. It's Friday, you feel me? I've been meaning to call you, but you know what I'm saying? I was out of town, you know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to party up for that national championship, you heard? I, I, I hear you, Sway. Hey, I was partying too, bro. I was partying too. Yeah, I wanted to go down to Miami, but I met around and I had to got had to fly out of, out of out of the country, you know what I'm saying? You know how I do it, you feel me? All that money I won the tie made me a rip by you feel me? I feel you, bro, I feel you. Yeah, so we gonna run the back next year or what? Man, we run the back, man. Bama running the back next year. We we got the coaches in here. We got this 2021 class in here, man. Bama running the back next year. Don't worry, Sway, we got you. We got you, bro. Yeah, that's what it is, man, because I'm thinking about quitting my job and just betting on the tide next year, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, hey Sway, I got you, man. I got you. I'm tired of working. I made, I made a lot of money this, this past year, man. So I think this what I'm going to do just for the rest of my life. Hey, hey, if you, if you can do it, Sway, we all can do it. If you can do it, there's hope for me, too. Now you you need to leave that to me. You did what you probably need to be doing. So you let let me handle this one right here. But um, I appreciate the time, man. I'm finna get back back what I was finna do. You know what I'm saying? And I'm out of that shadow. Roll tide. I got you, Sway. Appreciate that call coming in from Sway from down the bay, man. Sway try Sway ain't trying to work another day in his life, man. Sway on Sway on his little Duval. He gave his best life right now. But as I was saying, if Alabama is to lose Carl Scott, I hope not. But that's the report right now. That's the rumblings right now. If Alabama is to lose Carl Scott to Maryland, but if I'm Coach Saban, the first phone call I'm making 
is to Derek Ansley because great recruiter, really good coach. He's got defensive coordinator experience on top of that. Ansley would be the first call on my end. But we take our next break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Still talking top football. Upon our return, I go into a very interesting conversation. Should Alabama transition Malachi Moore to safety? Should Malachi Moore be moved to safety for the 2021 campaign in the coming fall? We'll talk about it after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks. All right, people. We are back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets here in my own words on a Friday, tidying up some loose ends here on the show. And before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you guys of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So check this out here. For all of my fans out there that are still overjoyed, so for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, check out our championship collection merch. Get that right now. Grab you a 18 of them, grab you a 18 of them things, folk, T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt as well as our got 18 shirts. We do. Designs on these shirts. Designs which feature all 18 championship years on the back. Head over to TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. And go to the Championship Collections tab and get you those shirts. Get you that merch right now today. Showing that support for Nick Saban. The Alabama Crimson Top, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Go copy one of them shirts right now. We got you covered there. But as we get into now, interesting final topic of conversation going to the Alabama secondary here. Should, Mal- should Alabama transition? Should Alabama move Malachi Moore to safety? He did such a fantastic job at star this past season in the nickel package as, as a freshman taught himself the defense at one point in time he was literally the best defensive back on the field i mean the whole season he he showed that he was you know, the best defensive back on the field i mean this is no offense to patrick sertan the second sertan that dude but there was a lot of times in 2020 where malachi moore was the best db on the field, second team all SEC, 
All-SEC Freshman Team should have won SEC Freshman of the Year, but that's besides the point. Malachi, a big season, 2020, 44 tackles, four tackles for loss, six pass breakups, two quarterback hurries, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, a team high, three interceptions, one defensive touchdown. The brother filled up the entire stat sheet at six feet, 182 pounds. But the question is, should Alabama transition him, move him over to safety? in the upcoming season and the reason why this question is being brought up by me is it goes back to our thought of the day who takes over the cornerback spot opposite Josh Job and um, when you have the guys that are battling for that spot Jaquincy McKinstry guys like Kyrie Jackson guys like Ronald Williams Jr. guys like um guys like uh, Jaquiz, uh, Jaquiz Robinson uh, and other players along with that, Jalen Armour Davis in there as well. When you have so many names battling for this corner spot or either one of two corner spots or both corner positions, the question becomes, whomever is the loser of the bunch, whomever does not win the starting job there, if they possess the versatility within the secondary, could you slide them to that star position and then move Malachi to safety because I feel like Moore's IQ, his instincts, his football intelligence, his ability to see the field. Malachi is one of those cats where this dude can see the field and he can see the whole field. And I remember his senior year at Hewitt Trustville High School, he played safety his senior year and he was really, really good at that position, breaking on the football creating interceptions, seeing the entire field, making the calls on the field, putting guys in the right spots where they can be successful. Head coach Josh Floyd raved about his ability to just be an absolute ball hog, but his vision on the field from the back end, second to none. So, And then also when you discuss the three guys that Malachi is often compared to, He's often compared to to Minka Fitzpatrick. People are looking at him as baby Minka 2.0, Minka Fitzpatrick 2.0 here. He often draws comparisons to Eddie Jackson in terms of his depth of field, his range, and his ability to break on the football. And then he's compared to George Teague, a former Bama legend, 1992 national champion. Teague into his career with 14 career interceptions. I've had a chance to talk with Teague myself, and he, he spoke on how you know, Malachi's different. He's got something in the tank. He's very aggressive. I love how he plays in coverage. He reminds me a lot of myself. He has earned that right to wear number 13. That man got it like that. So you even got George Teague paying a lot of respects here to one you know, Malachi Moore. So should Alabama make this move happen? Should it transition Malachi over to safety? I remember we did a we did a poll for the Touchdown Alabama Magazine YouTube account, and according to you, the fans, y'all would like to see the likes of Jaquincy McKinstry take over at that other corner spot opposite Joe. But should Alabama transition Malachi over to safety? I, I would like to see it happen because when you look at this, Eddie Jackson started his career off at corner. 2013 and 2014, Eddie was a corner. Alabama transitioned Eddie over to safety in 2015, and you saw the jump in production. 
Jackson, six interceptions that year, a couple of those returned for touchdowns, and then the 2016 season, despite Jackson getting hurt that year, he had a pick that season also. So seven of Eddie's nine interceptions have come from Jackson at safety. Then you look at Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, Minka started off his career at that slot corner, much like Malachi is doing now. Minka played star 2015-2016. Both of those two years, he combined for eight picks. His ninth career pick came from him as a safety, but he did so well on the back end to where he guided Alabama to a national championship. And then, of course, you had George Teague, who played his entire career at safety. So for Malachi, I, I would like to see it happen simply for, the, simply for the reason being you get more of your best DBs on the field. Saban has always talked about, I want my best athletes on the field. I want my best DBs on the field. I want my best playmakers on the field, right? If you put Malachi at safety, now this creates a situation where you could have Job at one corner, maybe a Kyrie Jackson at the other corner, maybe a Jaquincy McKinstry at star, Kool-Aid at star, and then you could have uh, Jordan Battle at one safety, Malachi Moore at the other safety. You can put either a DeMarco Helms or a Brian Branch at the money position and dime like – there are so much you can do here in that defensive backfield. Bama's got depth. Bama's got size. Bama's got talent. Bama's got, got experience. There's so many moving pieces here, so many moving parts in the defensive backfield. But after what Malachi did in 2020, and we have seen Nick Saban take his best defensive backs and transition them over to, to the safety area, should this is this a situation where Alabama transitions Malachi over? To me, I would like to see it happen. To me, I think it should happen because it would give you somebody that can really track the football, create those more of those more of those interceptions, and give him an opportunity to show NFL scouts that he can actually be better suited at safety at the next level. But we'll see how it goes down there. As always, Tide Nation, if you want the best in news, notes, and coverage here on Crimson Tide Football, you can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You get the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For all of your audio listening needs, we got you. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on went on Monday, excuse me, continuing the conversation that is Thai football. Gotta shout out Jimmy Clay one more time. A thirty dollar. I'm gonna let you finish, man. But Jimmy Clay is the best donator of all time. I'm telling I'll you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Jimmy Clay is going on the Wall of Fame. He is Batman, Superman, Robin, all of them in a bag, just throwing them the bag. Ah, 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 Jimmy Clay's doing it, man. Jimmy Clay is doing it. $30 donation coming in here from Jimmy Clay. Jimmy the Batman Clay. Appreciate that right there. But lost my train of thought thinking about Jimmy Clay's donation. But came back to my train of thought here. You can purchase individual copies 
of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be in the description. Also, the print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Brand new print edition coming soon. And if you want to get that print edition for free, go to touchdownalabama.com, click join, become a member, become a subscriber today. That link will be found in the description to get that print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine coming soon. Also, you can copy that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That's WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That link is in the description also. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value those husbands, children. Weekend is here. Do the right thing, the legitimate thing, to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been, in my own words. 